Everybody. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the lovely Joelle. Hello, Joelle. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. Good. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. We stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget on Tuesdays and Thursdays, if you're part of our community, which is a private group, but you can join. Um, the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then as part of uh, every other week on Saturdays, we do coaching calls with um, people in the community as well, which is face-to-face, mm-hmm. -face, voice-to-voice. So it's great because we get to see all of you and talk to all of you. And you can ask your tr questions about business, social media, dog training, life, anything, anything. This is a Q&A show, though, and people ask us questions, and uh, we answer them, and a lot of the questions are geared towards stopping unwanted behaviors, so we use the word punishment, and that's just a fact of life. For all these punishment deniers out there, you're being a little bit um, uh, unrealistic to think that a dog can only learn through feedback that says what they're doing is yes. They need to get feedback <laughs> that says what they're doing is wrong. It's really common sense and when trainers tell you this that you don't need to use it and it makes it worse it's time to run and they will not give you any practical real world scenarios where their concept will work and i'm just saying that not because people should trust me i'm saying it because i don't want you to be fooled and take and have your money um give it give your money to somebody who's not going to get your results Today alone, two bite calls. Okay, dogs are charging the door and biting people. All right, so what's the reward for that? Where's the reward fit in there? And where does the punishment not fit in there? When they don't. Where does punishment not exist? People just don't know what punishment is. They have no idea. They don't actually know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so... We will speak the truth. We don't sugarcoat things. I've been talking the truth for 20 years. I'm one of the OGs that has been speaking the truth. And now I'm glad that people are feel that they can speak up more. Um, but any decent dog trainer is going to tell you what's what's what reality of dog training is. So let's go right into it, Joel. All right. Barking Bakers has got come on command. So excited to dive in. How many videos in total will it be? It's probably going to be close to 20. I think we're up to like, what, 14 now? Yeah, probably close to 20. Probably close to 20. And also, here's a small disclaimer about this dog, Cade, who is a Malinois who used to do sport. Um, still does, still can do sport. Um, but he never learned how to be a pet family pet. A lot of people, like, because we're stopping, we're getting him to be calm on command. A lot of people are saying, oh, my dog's just like this. And I'm like, not to, your dog struggles and your dog probably can't be calm, but it's not just like Cade. So we've dealt with a lot of dogs like that, dis that dis display behavior like this, and it's usually less than one week, if not just sometimes one day, that we can get them to be calm. Cade is different. Yeah. Cade, Cade does not buy into that plan. He doesn't buy into any plan. I put him in the top 1% so, of so he's So you'll learn a lot from this. Because dogs. if this stuff works with Cade, it'll work with even the most challenging dog. Yeah. Because he's more than the most challenging dog. You have to remember, 
all we do is work with challenging dogs, basically. Uh, we work with easy dogs, we work with puppies, but our expertise is challenging dogs, being creative, being able to troubleshoot. So you'll learn so much from this dog. And you also see the irony of the concept of a working dog and a family pet. And I think a video will be going on the next couple of days that really clarifies that of two of a behavior that he does in two different modes and why a choreographed routine is one thing, which doesn't mean the dog is trained. And well, there is training, but it doesn't mean it's trained for the real world. Um, and then there's the real world training, um, which is what we're doing. Um, so I'm glad you're getting the course next. Uh, Barking Baker says NCS. Does that mean non-continuous stim? NCS is continuous stim? Um, it could be non-compliant non stim. And that's all step-by-step um, -by -step on how we e-cow train a dog is um, in our Green, Green to Graduate, Graduate program. So the Green to Graduate program is our cornerstone program. Every dog owner should at least have their dog up to a minimum of these standards. And they're not high, high standards, but they work on all your basic fundamental commands. They work on implied commands and they work on duration around distractions. They work on state of mind. And if everybody got this course, your life would dramatically change. Your, your life would just dramatically change and you can do it all yourself. It's not that difficult to do. Next. Mm, Allison says, hey, what's up, J Squared? Happy Wednesday. Hey, hey. Allison, how are you? Metal Chicksta on Rumble said, good evening. Hey, Metal Chicksta, how are you? Hey, hey. Let's see. Snuggle Buns said, hey, everyone. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Lewis says, hi, Jeff and Joelle on hey. Instagram. Hello. Hey. Hey, Lewis. Avi says, hi. Hey, Avi. Hey, Avi. Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey, guys. Just want to say I appreciate you both for always being so steadfast and steady. Jeff, I love what you said to me on Monday's show. Kim, you know your dog. How true. I think I tried to put him in a box that he didn't fit in. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for the nice, kind words. And staying steadfast is, you know, I've survived multiple streams of cancel culture, and I'm still here. I've survived massive amounts of just violent, um, violent hate, threats to my family, threats to me, threats to Joelle, threats to my business, my, my homes. Um, and I've just said, fuck you, and keep, keep, keep bringing it on. You can keep bringing it on. Um, um, it doesn't matter to me um, because the truth wins and the truth needs to be talked about more. And people that are in the trenches working with these dogs need to start talking about the truth and speaking up. And again, we're, um, the reason why dogs are struggling so much, they're struggling so much and owners are struggling so much is because owners are giving, been given just outright blatant lies for advice. Even vets, like your vet who you're supposed to trust, um, are literally lying to you when it comes to um, dog training. And they should stay out of the dog training arena. So um, I will continue to do this um, um, no matter what. So next. Um, let's see. Barking Baker, so Joel, I'm watching you teach e-collar heel on some of the bonus content, Ooh. and I love it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Mastering the walk with Bruno. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a free course too for folks. So if you go, if to, you signed up for Calm on Command, right? Yeah. Yep. And then it's uh, that, that's also in a lot of our other courses too. No, this is different. You're thinking walk the walk. Oh, which one is this? This was our live with oh, Bruno. Oh, the live one. Yes. The e collar heal. Got it, got it, walk got the walk it, focuses on leash healing. That's from the five day one. Okay, got it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, e collar healing is a fantastic thing to do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much. Again, it's like it's nuanced though. There's a lot of nuances. There's so many nuances. Like we get dogs to stop foraging so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So many ways. And it's not just by shocking the dog. Like there's so much misinformation out there. For anybody that feels, first of all, most people don't understand e-cowers. Because if you understand stood e-cowers, you'd love them. You would you would actually love them. Mm-hmm. And nobody that's using them and getting success is stopping using them because they just all of a sudden decided, oh, I don't want to use them anymore. It's like, you're crazy. No, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's like, you know what? I'm going to stop driving 45 minutes to work every day. I think I'm going to just start walking five hours instead. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, who does that? Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Next. Um, let's see. Constance said, hey, J&J. Hey, Constance. Hello. Sid said, evening J&J and everyone. Hey, Sid. Hey, what's going hope on, Hope you're Sid? well. Yep, hope everything's good. Always not too cold up there. Stephanie said, is it okay to apply a Punisher for whining in the crate? Yeah, 100%. In mm-hmm. fact, we're making a course on it right now. So this is the, this, so who said that? Stephanie. Okay, so Stephanie, let me ask you this question. They're really simple. When, whenever, whenever you have to ask a question like that, see, I don't, I don't mind you asking me, me, us a question, but I want you to... Try, try to start troubleshooting this stuff yourself. Ask yourself this one question. Do you want it to stop? That's it. Do you want it to stop? Or do you want it to continue? So I guess that's two questions. If you want it to continue, don't do anything or give it a reward because that makes dogs do things more. So if you want it to stop, you have to apply a punisher. Now, what punisher works? That's the challenging thing with whining. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it out. Everything from a squirt bottle yep. to a bonker to a um, to throwing a pan on the ground. I mean, to an e-collar, to taking the dog out of the kennel and giving a leash pop. But what's great about our training program is since all of it is based on also state of mind, even not addressing a whining dog in a crate stops whining. But you still probably got to address whining, it, possibly just one time. We have dogs that have been whining for years, years. And in one session, like five minutes, they stop. Yeah. They, 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 it goes away. It's gone. They don't whine anymore. So it's really, really interesting that it's like people will ask, like, it's just funny. It's like we were just talking about reward and punishment. So someone that doesn't believe in punishment, how do you stop a dog from whining in a crate? How do you stop a dog from whining in a crate when you're in another room without going into the room? Mm-hmm. How do you stop a dog that's kennel is on the second floor and you sleep up, I'm sorry, on the first floor, but you sleep on the second floor? It's in the middle of the night. Your dog is whining. How do you stop it without getting out of bed? Remote collar can do that. Oh, it'll make the dog, so people are being told, it'll make the dog worse. I've never seen that happen in 10,000 dogs in 20 years, traveling the world, social media um, um, feedback. I'm just saying this because there's a level of credibility there on experience. Not on letters after my name, but on actually dogs trained. And all my colleagues also who stop it can say the same thing. It's like, of course we do. And then, but you have to figure out what the punisher is. So you're not going to stop whining with a reward-based system. Now, I guess you could say quiet, the dog quiets, and then you click and give it food. But that, but how does that work when you're out of the room? I mean, that's a typical example of people being charlatans and lying to you, and lying to you. So the dog won't, um, 
start thinking that there's a negative association with a crate. That's a common term. The dog, the dog will have a, sorry about that guys. We were having, tonight we're having camera problems. Okay, we're back. We're back. Um, the dog will have a negative association with the crate. The crate, it's like, no, it won't. I've never seen that in my life. By correcting, I, I've seen dogs have a negative association with the crate, but I've never seen applying a punisher while the dog is in a crate create a negative association with a crate no. or make the behavior worse. I've never seen that. And I've done it thousands and thousands of times. So we're not seeing it. So if whoever says this, it's like, really? How many times you applied a punisher and how many times did you see it? Because I've never seen it. And we have kennels with quiet dogs. We'd have, back in Rhode Island, we'd have 50 dogs in the center and no, no noise. Not one peep from these dogs. And it's not because they, the people say, oh, it's because they're scared. Yeah. I'm like, no, they're not scared. They're trained. They're trained. They know not to whine. They know not to whine. It's not that difficult to do. That's like saying when your five or six-year-old puts on their seatbelt by themselves, they're afraid that you're going to um, hit them. It's like, no, they know what the rules are now for car riding. Next. Um, Stephanie said, thank you. Most of the advice I've gotten is to make the crate a positive experience. Right. So that's another one. How do you do that? Ask someone how you do that. Step by step. So we have a massive separation anxiety dog, crate breaker, self-mutilator, bends the bars on the crate, breaks its teeth. Okay. How do you, how do you make, how do you create a positive association? That's the biggest bunch of bullshit in the world. Creating a positive association with a crate. How do you do that? How do you do that? They can't answer it. They can answer it, but it doesn't make sense. Give it a nice bed. Who gives a shit? Dogs sleep on that. Dogs sleep on the floor. Fine. Get in a nice bed from LL Bean. Get it embroidered. Best dog in the world. Okay. What else? Filtered water. Sure. A TV. Sure. A fan. Sure. What do you mean created a positive association? How does that work? I'll create a positive association. Don't whine. And you don't get corrected. How positive is that? Want to create a positive association driving on the highway? Don't speed. You won't get a ticket. Want to have a negative association with driving on the highway? Drive 95. Not Route 95, but 95 miles per hour. <laughs> Say, right. 95 is not a positive experience at right. all. No. <laughs> goes for me. It's all up and down oh, the East awful. Coast, too. Next. Um, let's see. Tammy said, just want to say, I watch you guys always on replays at night. I just bought your common command course with Thank the you. mal. I have five mouths that are all trained in bite work and all live in my house in harmony as pets. Awesome. I bought the course to see if there are any tips I might be missing. Never stop learning. So thank you. Awesome. And congratulations. Yeah, I mean. Five mouths. So Damn. five mouths. So you probably got a good, I would imagine you have a good handle on it or else your, your house would be literally a shit show. Um, but there's, and if they all do bite work, they know how to work. And then you just need to flip them into home life. And it sounds like you probably are doing pretty well with that. But yeah, you'll pick up tips. Yeah. You'll pick up tips. Yeah. If you pick up one tip, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yep. Next. Uh, Van S. Canine. Oh, hey, Eric. He says, hey, guys, it's cold in the Northeast. Be happy you're not up here. Um, well, not only are we not Can't happy. Miss it we moved, if, Eric, we moved on purpose. Mm -hmm. So you can move too, buddy. You know, mm -hmm. right? Right? 
got some island to move to. Hope you're doing well, Eric. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I hope you're well. Next. Avi said, love the shirt, Joel. Thanks, Avi. I got it custom made because I'm bougie like that. Okay, no, I'm just, just kidding. Those on the rack at TJ Maxx. Well, I was sick of the blue. The blue doesn't go with my skin tone. I am warm toned. Okay. Bright blue, ain't it? Sid said, it's cold, few days, then 50 again. You're missing nothing. Closed 195, two months for repairs. Providence is a mess. What? Oh my God. Yeah, I heard that bridge right there as you're going like they've, they've, out they've, of Providence. They're redoing it. I've heard it's like people are stuck in traffic for hours. They've done that bridge before. Well, it looks like they get to waste money on more, more shit. Yeah. More road repairs. It's two, never ending. Two years? That's, well, that's going to make people exodus the city. Like, literally. Uh, like, if, if you had to go through that every day, I would consider moving. Hours. Or, or working from home or getting another job. Yep. Joyful Canine, can you teach specific bite inhibition while playing with other dogs, mouthing with softer dogs versus larger and rougher dogs, using the stim to ease off, and over time they can make the association? Mm. Higher level just stops the play, or is this just learned through much socialization naturally? Curious if they can generalize to each dog through reps. I've definitely owned many large breed dogs, and they've been around small dogs, and the ones that are actually know how to hold back their intensity will get actually on the ground. So instead of playing rough, like jumping on each other, like a lot of dogs do, they'll get on the ground and they'll like, you know, mm. do the whole, do the mouthing thing. I think the best way to stop that is from dog to dog communication. The dog will tell it how much is too much. Next. Um, applause for the dogs. Extreme kennel stress. Dog is totally fine until I get my shoes on. Can be quiet for up to three hours, but panic drools, destruction, etc. Done high and low level corrections. Okay. So it's bigger than that. So Kay, the dog that's with us now, would drool like crazy in the crate. They had to put a towel down. Would drool when it was in a downstate, drool when it was in place. With us, it hasn't drooled. Hasn't yeah, drooled at all, great. actually. It hasn't drooled at all, actually. Mm -hmm. Also was a huge whiner. Also, like, I mean, there's a lot of behavioral issues, home behavioral issues with this dog. Um, so it's not just the crate you're going to be doing. What I would, what I want you to start thinking about is, number one, as far as, you don't have to answer this question now, but as far as like all your basic obedience, sit down, place, recall, heal. How strict and structured are you being on those? How accountable are you holding your dog? So are you being lax on a lot of that stuff, but you want the crate stuff to be perfect? Also, are you addressing the dog's state of mind? If it's in a down and its head is up and alert, why? Why if you're in your house, you're watching TV. Why isn't the head down? Same within place. Why isn't the head down? So we teach a double down, which is um, low-level e-cow or stim. We've got many videos showcasing it. I think we do it in the uh, Calm on Command course as well. Um, and if you want to know about Calm on Command, you just go to Solid Canine Academies. We mentioned Calm on Command. So for anybody that's not, um, doesn't realize what that is, it's if you go to Solid Canine Academy, go to Solid Canine Academy. And then if you go to click here for, um, to make your dog Calm on Command. And you click there and it'll take you to the course page. Tons of bonuses, like literally thousands of dollars of bonuses when you join during yep. pre-sale. Yep. So you get like a month free to our community, which in the community alone, you get access to like at least 15 other courses, live coaching calls with me and Jeff. So as you're going through the course, we can help you troubleshoot. You also get access to our 
live masterclass vault from 2023, which is all the lives that we ran. So it's like your and the seminar that we just filmed, the Pearson yeah. Yeah. weekend troubleshooting so seminar. Thousand dollars in so for one fifty seven dollars. One fifty seven. Not only do you get the course, but you get about thousand dollars in bonuses. And today we added the go home session. Yeah. Like I'm editing it right now, but it's like you're also going to see how we do our go home session. So it's like the dog's not just being good for us. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to transfer to the owners. It's already transferring to the owners. Right. So there's right. so much education in this course. It's insane. It's great. 100%. One of my favorite courses we've ever done, honestly. Yep, 100%. Um, let's see. USA Toffee says, Hi, Jeff. Hope you're well. Brought, brought a five-month blue healer mix home last weekend who's dumped on the side of the highway. Very fearful, anxious, mm-hmm. taking time and patience to exist with him for now. So be careful about how much time and patience. I mean, time and patience is good, but some people work too slow. Where, you believe it or not, Forget the side of the highway story. Um, let's just go with you brought home a new dog. It's five months old. Let's start working it. We have a fearful dog course. But but so say you brought that dog to us. We would look at the dog, start working the dog and going, okay, these are the issues. Now let's start training the dog what to do and what not to do. What the heck was that? The wind blowing that door. Oh, the screen door. Sounded like someone yeah, was right yeah. in our backyard. Yeah. Um, is, is our backyard? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I was looking out there like, did something hit the house? Yep, next. Did you answer? About the fearful, anxious dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I said just start, start, start working the dog. Like a green to graduate program would be the, the first thing you would do. But if you don't want to pay for something, just start doing obedience work in lots of structure and watch out for the effect. And I know you'll feel bad because it was on the side of the road, but... A lot of times, for all we know, like a lot of people assume abandoned dogs had a bad life, dogs in shelters had a bad life. That's not necessarily true. For all we know, that dog ran away. That dog could be 20, 30 miles from home. Like any, anything could happen. Like there's, there's every situation possible. Dog could have jumped out a window, you know? And owners didn't realize it. Dog could have been in the back of an RV jumped out a window. It was one of the pull, pull along RVs and um, they didn't know their dog was gone. I mean, there's so many variables to that. So, but the bottom line is it doesn't matter. It does not matter. So just start working the dog, start working the dog, but great for you that you got a dog. Next. Um, Nala the Sable Shepherd said, experience the e-collar amping up my nine month old GSD. Learned from another trainer that it was because I wasn't going up levels quick enough. Thoughts on this? So e-cowers can act to actually, there's a lot of things. E-cowers can actually activate dogs. Absolutely. So in bite work, they activate dogs. In sport work, they activate dogs. In family home life, we actually want them to deactivate the dog. But we can use the e-cower, think about that. We can use the e-cower to activate a dog and to deactivate a dog. As far as why you're activating the dog, it could be a timing issue. It could be because you just got a dog that gets amped up when it feels the stim. And it's more about the, not the settings on the remote. It's more about the overall philosophy that you may or may not be doing, which I don't know. I, I don't know how you train and I don't know the dog, but there's so many variables to it. There's so many variables to it. Next. Um, let's see. Kelly says, what do you suggest for Jack Russell's Harrier who's been extremely pushy growl bite since an eight week old puppy? Mostly noise, and I just do what needs done. I do not allow the bullshit to change what I was planning to do. Mm-hmm. Screw loose. 
If he was someone else's dog, I'd say behavioral euthanasia should be on the table if he ever escalates from where he is now. He doesn't even have adult teeth, but forward aggression if you make him stop a behavior or ask for one. So he goes, so he goes, oh, he asks for one. So he's a pushy, snotty, goes in the defense dog. So again, like this is like a lot of these scenarios would be one-on-one online consults with me because there's a lot of variables. But for instance, if you've got a pushy dog, you need to push back harder. If you've got a dog that goes into defense, you've got to be more dominant. Like these are all these things that people like a lot of the training camps will disagree with, but they don't work with these dogs. Like they don't work with these dogs. So if you took your dog to like, put it this way, we have worked with many of these dogs before. So I don't think, I don't believe it would be behavioral euthanasia um, because chances are it could be stopped. But are you addressing every single thing at every single moment? Also, does the dog believe you? Like Jack Russell's are, are intense dogs. People have to forget like these terrier breeds are intense dogs. Like put that dog down a hole, it's going to come up with dead rodents that it killed, it hunted them down and killed in a dark hole. And we get dogs that are afraid of plastic bags floating in the air. So you probably just have a pushy dominant dog. That's, it's easy enough to stop, but I don't know what your protocols are. I don't know what your protocols are. Next. Um, let's see. Tracy said, I have two anxious dogs, a father and a son we rescued. Mm -hmm. The father is a whiner, but he has been obsessively licking his son and trying to mount him. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, you want to stop it. Number one, or the, 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 I don't know how old the younger dog is, but that'll eventually turn into a dog fight possibly. So, um, I would stop with the licking. So you can teach the out command and the dog should know what no means. Like really know what no means. An e-cow would be fantastic for you. Um, but also that's when you're mentioning one problem and I'm going to keep going back to how structured is your dog's life? How much leadership do you have in the house? How well is it? Well, are the dog's trained even, excuse me, even though a well-trained dog can still do this. The reason why I always bring up that because I like to know what kind of work the owners are doing with the dogs. I want to know, have you put enough effort into even proactively training the dogs to do things? Because most dogs can't even walk down the street. They can't be off leash. They can't be around packs of dogs. They can't be around, you know, they, they go nuts when UPS comes. They, they like, most owners have not stopped even basic commands. But what you can do is, and this is not an owner shaming thing. It's like, I'm just trying to raise the standard and bring awareness to the situation we're in and how a lot of this stuff can be prevented and owners' lives can be so much better with their dogs. So that's why I keep bringing stuff like that up. But what what can you do? If the dog had an e-cower, you could say no and then deploy the e-cower. So you make it suck to lick the dog. That's what that's that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. And people will say it'll make it worse. I'm like, no, it won't create more licking. And as far as the mounting, what you do with the mounting is look up stockyard whip and tractor supply sells them. And um one of the, one of the best ways to stop mounting is the dog goes to mount and on um, the other dog, you take a stockyard whip, which, which is usually anywhere from 50 to 60 inches long. It hasn't, you get the one with an eight inch drop. So don't get the long, just the long ones for the horses, the long drops for the horses that you, you people, you people, you see people with a horse on a long line and they're, they're cantering around the um the ring lunging it this is this is a um right i guess that would be called a lunge whip then um this is just an eight inch drop and you just go right on the ass boom boom double tap firm and 
that stops a lot of behaviors. It's great for healing. It's great for um, a dog that likes to bite bite a leash and play tug of war while we you're walking. We use it in common command yeah. with Cade. Yeah. We use so, it as like a healing stick and also like for stopping bad behavior. Yeah, so it's fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So those you have to apply you have to apply a punisher. Again, here's another great example of where, like, first of all, in general, punishment works. But there's another great example of where punishment can stop this in one session. These are one like this will be a classic one session fix. Next. Um, Nala the Sable Shepherd said, also, she does amazing on place, but struggles with walking around the house. Only sprints. Free creates an explosion right. off of place, out of the crate, started calm on command today, and excited. Oh, that'll help you with all of that. So you stop using the word, what you're going to stop, what you're going to stop doing, well, you can do whatever you want to. But what we suggest is um, stop using the word free in the house. That's what we had to do with Cade. We kind of like... We did like repattern break for him right. because it was just so intense. Intense. Yeah. So like instead of freeing him out of the crate, we'd recall him to us. Right. Then send him to place. Right. Or if he was going outside, it'd be like, oh, let's go. Right. It's like for a while, again, like now he makes much better choices. Right. But for the first few weeks, it's like you actually don't get break right. inside the house. You can't right. make good choices. Right. Now we can say break and he makes very good choices, right. but it takes a while. And then also start patterning your dog on more duration work and then stopping them for going nuts in drive in the house. So you're doing a combination of those th three things, which Joelle just talked about, more duration work and correcting the going nuts in the house. But you'll see it. Like she has come on command. So you'll see okay. exactly how, because okay. Cade is that dog. Mm -hmm. So you have the course, it's mm -hmm. going to help. Yep. And I'm curious when you come back on the show, either Friday or Monday, I want to know how it's yep. progressing. Yep. Let us know. Jesse and Yana said, love the bonus courses. Already gaining so many improvements in my training. Amazing. Good. Thank you. Good. Good. Great. Kirsten said, my dog is very well trained. Three-year intact male. We've been to many group classes. Worked hard to make him dog neutral. Good. Recently, he's been growling at other dogs. And when I correct, he barks and growls. Could be a timing issue. Also, how are you correcting? Because there's a lot of ways to correct. So how are you correcting? Also, have you... It, says, it sounds like you've been going to class, which is awesome, which takes dedication. Um, but how much real-world training are you doing, like in the real world? So there's indoor training in a classroom, and a lot of times that doesn't generalize in outdoors, mm. outdoors at all. So, um, but he might be object uh, uh, doing an objection bark to your correction, and then you have to correct that. But again what kind of correction are you doing? And then there's a timing issue as well. So see if what you want to do is correct the loading. So if there's any loading, um, correct that. So maybe you do it before the growl. There's sometimes a sign before the growl. Next. Tammy said, yep, I'm a dog trainer. Actually, I have 10 dogs total. And yes, if I pick up one thing, it's totally worth it. Awesome. Awesome. Joyful Canine. I find when superstitious associations or fear of the crate happens, it's usually due to a timing issue or inconsistency. People don't continue after trying a couple times. Sticking with it is important. It is. Um, I don't know if that would create a, not sticking to it's not going to, not usually doesn't create a superstition though. Usually, here's how you create a superstition. Dog's in a crate and all of a sudden, uh, here, here's a great superstition. So I had a dog, um, oh, I forget, was this girl or Max? I think this was Max. Max. So Max, 
used to this he's dead but he's been dead a long time but he wore a dog collar nylon dog collar with dog tags um this goes back a long time ago and then his his city registration tags um and he was eating out of a metal food bowl and the uh dog tag ring got stuck on the food bowl because his head was down he lifted up his head to chew the food bowl came up in the air and slammed on the ground and it startled him and he didn't eat out of that bowl for a little bit of time we got him over it but like that would be a superstitious behavior if you want to create a superstitious behavior this is another great way why punishment works dogs getting in the trash can just take something and throw it on the floor really loud and you startle the shit out of your dog oh my god whenever i get into the trash can I, this loud bang happens i don't like that some dogs don't care about loud bangs like they don't i mean you know, a lot of people proof their dogs off gunshots and loud bangs and fireworks and etc. But you know, you put a pan, you drop a pan on the ground, and number one, it vibrates through the floor, which the dogs feel on its paws. But number two, it's it's definitely startling. Um, that's how a lot of superstitious behaviors. But or if you just randomly correct your dog for nothing whatsoever, consistently are doing that on a consistent basis, that'll create a superstitious behavior. Next. Um, Constant said, kudos to the person with five mouths. I know I have a big pack, but mine are lazy potatoes. I wouldn't know what to do with one mouth. That's a lot of dog energy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people out there that have got, you know, I had 12 dogs at one time. I used to do pack walks with 16, put them all in the back of my van, no problems whatsoever. And these weren't even, my, a lot of them were not even my dogs, but at one point um, I did have 12. But you just set up structure, mm -hmm. routines. It just costs a lot of money. But you just set up routines. Everybody, everybody's at a certain standard, you know. And it's just like, okay, guys, go to bed. All right, guys, go to go. Everybody, lie down. I want to watch a show. All right, guys, we're all going for a walk. Some people have to do, you know, groups of two or groups of three with hen dogs. Um, you know, everybody, you know, recalls. So it, it just takes it just takes work individually, and then it takes work working them together because there's the influence of each other. But it's sort of no different than when we had our kennel up in Rhode Island. We always had more than 10 dogs. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kristen, who worked for us, would walk like lots of dogs, all, all, all individual dogs owned by individual people, all with some serious issues. She'd walk them all together in a pack. They all walked right behind her. No nonsense whatsoever. They all sat down at the door. We have, all this stuff is documented, obviously. That's another thing about my show and what I say. Everything is documented. Mm. We have documentation, not just one video, but numerous videos on all this stuff. So if anybody wants to check on it, they can check on it. So I'm not just saying stuff out of my butt. And I'm not saying that out of defensive. I always have to like, I always say this because so many people think I'm like being defensive. It's like, no, I'm pushing, you know, like the truth so much and proof is there. And, and there's people out there that don't believe in certain things and there's no proof. They don't have they don't have video proof and in 2023 going into 2024 everybody has a everybody has a hollywood grade movie camera on them like you have more technology in your phone than supposedly they sent someone to the moon and you can't make a video you can't document it really next um, David said, hi, guys, I bought your green to graduate and it came with one month to your membership. How do I access that? Send us a message on our website, like a tech support message in the chat bubble. We'll take care of you. So if you go to Sally Canine Academy at the bottom right corner, there's a little bubble. Just 
hit that and then Joel or Tony will, will set Yeah, you, you should have gotten an email, but yeah. probably just got lost in translation. Yeah. Constance, already read that. Ryan's the stockyard whip for Aussie sniffing my female's ass in heat cycle. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend stockyard whip for outdoors keeping his distance from her? Just yes. not ready for puppy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in socialization, a stockyard whip is fantastic. We have a rule, never hold it above your waist. It should always be down on this. Technically, the tip should be down on the ground, and you just don't hold it in a threatening way. You're just like walking around with it. You're just walking around with it. And and it's incredible. It's, it's great because you, your arms get to go out another six feet. Mm -hmm. And they, go down, they can go down to the ground, if you think about it. Next. They're a really great tool. Like when me and Courtney were troubleshooting Cade's squirrel BS, she's obviously controlling his head area. And I'm just following behind. Yep. If I see him loading and maybe she didn't catch it, just Boom. Yep. it's like, hey, cut the shit. Um, Ryan said, I use shock and out, which works, but the heat smell is trying. Usually listens, but this random instinct to sniff. He doesn't mount because I out him before he goes in for the sniff. Yeah. Ozzy doesn't sniff in place, obviously, and he holds, so no problem in the house. Yeah. Some people keep their dogs separate during heat. I mean, that, I don't think that's a training fail. Mm -mm. I just think it's, it's number one, it could be smart. Because you can prevent a dog fight, can prevent, you know, mounting behavior, can prevent, you know, pup litter or puppies. So there's, 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 but we, you know, you can actually, some dogs can't control themselves, no matter how yeah. much you correct them. I mean, let's go guys. When you're really, really horny, you ain't stopping, not a lot of things will stop you. Next. Joyful canine, sometimes deliberately creating superstitious behaviors is fantastic. 100%. Digging or rooms in the house, you never want them yeah. to go. Yeah. I did it for a family who never wanted their dog in the basement. Yep. It's used for so many things. If you want to call it superstitious or just make it suck, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, jumping on the counter, the dog should be, people, again, don't train with fear. Really? You should be afraid to jump on the counter. You should be afraid to get in the trash can. You should be afraid to eat out of the litter box. You should be afraid to do a lot of things. Why is that so bad? Again, like everybody takes these, like just watch National Geographic people. Just watch National Geographic. Watch how animals interact. Mm -hmm. Not only the same species, but different species. Watch what they do when they kill an animal. Watch the behavior of the actual group of animals, whether it's a, uh, a, a male, a female, because there's only two sexes in the wild, uh, a male, a female, as well as, you know, their, 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 their youngins, or watch it when there's like some other predator that comes into the pack. Watch how they interact. And it's rarely a fight. But there's a lot of posturing, a lot of dominant displaying. Animals respond to this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can learn a lot. It's really interesting. Next. Tracy said, they have basic training. However, the other person in my home will not follow this and just screams at them. I have sport dog collars that I put away when my other dogs passed. So, um, number one, every adult and able-bodied child needs to be on the same page or it won't work. It won't work. And, you know, I'm sure it could work, like, but I like to almost say, like, it, 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 it won't work because because the other person is actually participating by screaming. So the other person just ignored the dogs, like, yep, my spouse, my partner, my roommate, but it doesn't have anything to do with the dogs whatsoever. Fine. Mm -hmm. As long as they're not making it worse. but. Sounds like your husband is screaming at the dogs instead of 
training themselves. Didn't like, say husband. Said other person in the home. We don't know who oh, it is. I thought she said my husband. No. Okay. The other person in the home. It's like, yeah, it's like, stop the screaming. Like, we never scream at dogs. Never. We deal with dog killers. We deal with dogs that want to kill us. We deal with dogs that definitely try to bite us. We don't scream at them. We don't, we're, we're methodical. Mm. We're textbook methodical. There's like, there is like a textbook way to like work with aggressive dogs. Now there's troubleshooting involved, but it's pretty, pretty textbook way. Just like t- teaching a dog a downstay. There's, there's, there's a textbook way to do it. Next. Let's see. Kim said, proof is in the pudding. LOL. What the heck does that mean anyway? The pudding. I think it's an expression of words. It's an expression of words. The yes. proof of the pudding right. is in the eating, I think is the whole thing. Mm. It's like you need, it's the proof right there. Right. Is it good or not? Tell us. Well, even if it was bad pudding, even if it was bad pudding, you can still use that phrase. Yeah, it sucks. Like some people don't like chocolate pudding. Right. The proof is in the pudding. It's disgusting. Right. I mean, it's just like, show me the facts, basically. Brittany said, are you doing the morning show anymore? Yeah, the morning show has been on, is in our community, which is our, it's a group that we have and you can join. Um, and uh, it's on every Tuesday and Thursday um, at 8 a.m. in the community only. It's the only place you can see it. I had to change up my morning schedule. Next. Joyful Canines, what's the benefit of a whip versus just using e-collar? Genuinely curious. I happen to have four of all sizes from horse training, yeah. never used with the dogs, though. Yep. Um, it's a different, it's physical, number one. It's more, it's more physical. It's more, I think it's more, more intimate co- correction, and I like that when it comes to stopping Certain unlucky dogs. behaviors. They need they need that more intimate. Um, uh, uh, and they know it's where it's coming from, right. you, the handler. Right. So um, it's just a different sensation. Yeah, a good example is Cade. He was blowing through e-collar. He's not give a fuck about it he with squirrels. Through, he blows through a double boss. He'd rather stare at a squirrel. Stare. Just staring. He's not even lunging. He's just like blowing through levels. Mm-hmm. But if I give him a little on the butt, He's oh, like, oh shit! I'm sorry. Right. I'll stop staring. Right. And he's not a double boss. It just breaks the fixation. Keep that, keep that I don't in know. Mind. It's not like something we use on every single dog, and we're no, constantly carrying gosh, it no, around. No. But again, it's not a bad idea to always carry it because you have off-leash dogs freaking charging yep. you everywhere you go. That's one one great way to carry it is for an off-leash dog coming at you. Yep. Yep. That's if you don't carry a gun. Next. Ryan said, "Oh, so you guys use the stockyard whips." decently regularly that's good to hear is a valuable tool well all the, like when, really we had, when we had packs of dogs it was mandatory you had to be out in the um, socialization yard every staff member had to have one absolutely 100 percent um it's great for advocating for space for dogs it's great it's great for so many things it's great for so many things but now it's only used like once in a while because we're, we're not working as many dogs next uh, Yvette said, proof is in the pudding is an expression that means the value, quality, or truth of something must be judged based on direct experience with it or on its results. Oh, wow. The expression is an alteration of an older saying that makes the meaning a bit clearer. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Oh, my God. I was right. Wow. Look at that. But that was like the best definition ever. So thank yeah. you, Yvette. Dropping facts tonight. Yep. That's exactly um, what I was saying. Yeah. It's literally it. the value, quality, or truth of something must be judged based on direct experience right. with it. Not, not some study I've that's heard. not some study that somebody heard right. about or read about because the studies are flawed. What do you mean by they're flawed? They're flawed. They're lying to you. Really? Yeah, really. Like that's people need to wake up, and people, more and people, more and more people are waking up. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people because because social media 
and the way they organize is really making it um the, they're putting out some powerful messaging that you should not like everything from adopt don't shock don't train with fear and pain don't use e-collars don't use prong collars don't use choke chains um you know you know all love and kindness and all rewards will definitely um uh, train your dog it's like these are all lies they're all lies next Joyful canine, there's always a good healthy fear, just like our fear to break the law or kids' fear of being grounded. It's necessary. Yeah. Or fear, fear of getting your foot, your phone out taken away, your electronics taken away, TV time taken away, not being able to get your, get your car keys. Right. Your, your spouse might leave you. Like As you get older, the fear of being injured. Right. <laughs> That's like my biggest fear. Like, God, if I get injured, I'm fucked. Yeah, can't do anything when you get older. Yeah, older. I feel like when you're young and you get injured, though, you're just like, it's no big deal. I could just stay home from school. It's great. When you get injured when you're older, it's like, I can't do, like, it's the worst. Yeah. The worst thing ever. Um, Let's see. Joyful canines. And why does learned helplessness have such a bad reputation going around right now? I was taught it was not always a negative thing. Well, I think learned helplessness is very difficult to achieve. Yeah, I feel like um So chances are, um, Jesse, you're not you're not none of your dogs are experiencing learned helplessness. Just from my experience with you on the podcast, I highly doubt it. So not many dogs, not many people are doing this learned helplessness stuff. Like you you don't you don't even need to do it. You can stop any unwanted behavior without doing it. You can create a calm dog without doing it. But a lot of people will see a photo or a quick video and they'll be like, oh my God, the dog has learned helplessness. Like, what are you talking about? No, it doesn't. Sorry, the dog's not jumping on you. You know, sorry. Sorry we stopped jumping. It's not learned helplessness. It's like dogs, the dog's yeah. doing a downstay. Someone knocks on the door. The dog used to rush at yeah. the front door and now it doesn't. It doesn't even put its head up. Oh my God, the dog's, you know, learned helplessness. Yeah, like, what I feel are you like the term just gets thrown like, around. What are you talking Anytime about? Anytime there's a calm dog show, and they're like, yes. oh, it must be learned helplessness. Like, what are you talking about? We, we taught the dog to not do the unwanted behavior, and we taught the dog the behavior that we want. We did both things. Like, what's wrong with the dog just hanging it's out? Like, why is that so difficult to understand for, for, for so many people? Because so many people have never experienced a trained dog. A real trained dog, not a competition dog. Because a lot of those dogs ain't well-trained. We know, we know this for a fact. Any dog trainer that's ever worked and anybody that's worked in the show world or the competition world will tell you, oh, out of the ring, out of the sport arena, out of the field, the dogs are horrific. This is common knowledge. It's very, very common knowledge. Just because a dog does, it's just as common as just because your dog does well in class, in an indoor rubber matted um, group class, that doesn't mean it's going to do well outside. Got to generalize that shit. You know, next. Kim said, why pudding? I know what it means, but why pudding? Ha ha. Because it's a pea and a pea. What else are you going to say? The proof is in the pickles? Yeah, you could. <laughs> proof is in the peaches? Yep. It just, I don't know. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. I was thinking of some other P word next. Proof is in the penis? <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> not too, though. I was, thinking of the other, I was thinking of the other gender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that's where our brains go. Right. Good to know. Yep. Brittany said, oh, okay, glad all is well, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, do you still have the training center in Rhode Island? No. Looking for a place to board my dog near Vermont. No, no, that's been closed down for a while. We moved, we moved to Florida. We moved everything to Florida. Sunshine State, baby. Yep. Bring your dog down here. Yep. People do. 
next. Or just a board, you know, a little bit. There's got to be places around you. No, board and train. No, it's a board. Place to board and train. train. I think I just didn't see yeah. it because this mic is in direct yep. line of the comments. Yep. Oh my God, Kim says I got flagged. Yeah, because you're saying inappropriate words yeah, on our very G-rated show. I know, it's a family-oriented show. Jeez, Kim. Such a troublemaker. Um... Goobs Blinky, we don't talk about other trainers on our show, unfortunately, but that's just the way it is. But you can talk about that mindset of that certain trainer. So, number one, um, it's eventually, I'm going to probably eventually get into a war because I can't stand the lies. Well, you can talk about just like the whole force-free thing well, in general. There's no such thing as force-free. Force-free is a scam. I've talked about that numerous, numerous times. I've been talking about force-free being a scam for 20 years. Um, as far as the mindset of reward only and all the nonsense that comes out of a lot of trainers like this is just bullshit. It's utterly bullshit. And there's many, many trainers, like the majority of trainers out there, that spew this nonsense. But again, like they're not working with dogs. Like people can, you, you can be a dog trainer, but only do like rally obedience, or you can do um, uh, uh, odor work, or you can do, um, you know, other different, you can do dock diving. You know, you can be a trainer in a lot of things for dogs, just like doctors. You can be a doctor in a lot of different modalities, but that doesn't mean you can, you know what you're talking about in some other modality. Like, for instance, I was at the gym today, and they offer personal training. And, you know, it's like every, pers yeah. every personal trainer flashes up on the TV promoting them. And there's both men and women that mm -hmm. are, like, very, like, well-built. And it says what their specialties are. You know, like, you know, weightlifting competitions, you know, bulking up, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then there's other really lean people. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, that's not what we do. We're not, we're not going for, like, bulk. Yeah. You know, it's so it's like... It's so it's same thing with same thing with dog trainers. There's a lot of dog trainers out there that that unfortunately are not living in the real world and they're spreading massive amounts of disinformation and lies. Um, and it's the it's the downfall of dog training. It's the downfall of dog training. Yeah, but you know, that's not someone who I would consider a, to be a dog trainer anyway. Next. Uh, Goobs Blank, he said, cheers, guys. I'm in Australia, and they're handing out fines depending on the tools being used. Yeah. I've got a 13-month-old Mal. Most loving dog ever, but crazy, yeah. as so with, with I do the use the tools to help him. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be fucking struggling when all these tools get banned, that's so for sure. That's why, if, that's why people that use tools, like over in the UK, you need to start speaking up because you're going to lose them in 24 if, and if they are speaking up, people are finally speaking up. I've been telling them to speak up for years. I did a seminar in the UK, I don't know, maybe five years ago, maybe longer. And it's like all these trainers were there and none. And I went to their websites because we did a little business consulting thing. None of them show that they use tools. I'm like, mm -hmm. why aren't you showing they use tools? Because you do use tools. We, we're, we don't want the social media pushback. I'm like, fuck the social media pushback. You're going to be breaking the law soon. Mm -hmm. And here we are in 2024, February of 2024. They might be breaking the law. I thought they weren't going through with that. Um, we don't know yet. Oh. We don't know yet. I mean, they're getting a lot of pushback on it. So, mm. um, Joyful Canines said, my clients-in-laws moved into their house. 
calling their trained Roddy a lazy cow because he just settled and relaxes. Calling him dumb, he's awfully trained and taught to settle with guests. Mm -hmm. They call him dumb and insist on having several kids over for Christmas, even against my client's advice to them. They don't want to invade the dog's space. They've never seen a trained dog over aroused only. Mm. Yeah, Mm. I mean, a lot of people just don't know what to, you know, calling, first of all, calling your dog dumb. It's like, I wouldn't work with a client like that. It's the in-laws. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work with that, that, that whole situation I would pull myself out of. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, are you, you're going to really, it's like, I wonder how much other verbal abuse is going on in the house. Same with the kids. And then, and then if there's sp- spouses involved, like, well, how much other verbal abuse is going on there? I find that unacceptable. I find it unacceptable. Next. Ryan said, learned helplessness. The dogs are not being badgered and beaten. They are learned obedience right. and they are aversive and avoidant of punishment by choice. Right. So different. Right. It's much different. Yeah. Learned helplessness is, is beyond rare. Beyond rare. Next. Um, Kelly said, yikes. Love my dog to Ark and Herm Springer Prong. Yeah. 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 Great tools. Yeah. Pretty soon you're not going to be allowed to use any tools whatsoever. You'll see. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about this for a long time and it's starting to happen. You'll see. Um, the Virgin Mary is on YouTube tonight. Wow. Mm. An honor. Sometimes my dog is really good about staying in place when people walk into my home, mm-hmm. but it's super inconsistent as other times he'll jump and not listen to me. Are there training exercises for this? There's a ton of stuff. You have to, you, it's, this is so to us, Virgin Mary, first of all, welcome to the show. I don't think we've seen you here before. Um, I've heard a lot about you though. And um, a lot of people um, know your son. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. We had to. We had to run with it. Welcome to the show. Okay. So, but um, what? Nothing. Okay. So this is what we talk about as far as like our level of obedience. Your dog wouldn't be breaking place. So what do you do? If your dog already knows place, okay, your dog's head should be down first of all. It relaxes. We, we have we have free videos on this, but also get our green to graduate if you want to. If you want a really well-behaved dog, green to graduate that is consistent, the green to graduate um, program is your best program for that. But number one, what's your punisher? What's your punisher for breaking a known command? That's the biggest thing. So if your dog is breaking a known command or refusing to do a known command, you need to apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop the unwanted behavior. The unwanted behavior is not doing the command or the unwanted behavior is breaking the command. So, but there's a specific way you need to do that. But that works across the board with every obedience command. So learning those skills is very, very helpful and practical. Next. Joyful Canine said, same dog. I get at least one or two people a week saying, he looks so depressed when mm-hmm. walking off leash in the town and he ignored their dog. They don't get it. Well, their dog going nuts to greet. Right. Yeah, because Rottweilers are supposed to be crazy. And so just tell, just, just tell people, you know, it's because his mother just died. You know? He is depressed. And he, is putting depressed. a label on him isn't helping any. You know, he is. That's right. what I would say. Right. Um, Kelly said, not me. I'll be taking it underground. I can make covers. Yep. Yeah. There yeah. you go. It's a good yeah. mindset. Many people won't stop. No. And, many, and you know what? If you get fined, don't pay the fine. Right, like who's going to enforce it? Don't pay the fine. Now, you know, first of all, there's a, especially in the UK, there's 300,000 people that use e-cowers in the UK. If they ban them, don't, don't follow it. Literally, just, just keep using them. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Fine you? Fine, let them fine you. Don't pay it. Now what are they going to do? Or just put a bandana over it. Right. What are they going to do? So, next. 
Kim said, I know a competition trainer, and he said many of the dogs are badly behaved. Oh, a ton of them are. Mm -hmm. A, 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 a so large common. majority of them are. Meanwhile, when I put that post up, though, about Cade being titled, we got so much hate from, like, other people. Like, well, then that dog's not trained. That dog must not be titled. It must not be in competition. Well, sure like, it is. This is so common. Right. For competition dogs to have terrible behavior. Right. Because it's not the same. How many? How One many, is a choreographed routine. Right. How many? Um, that's like saying just because your child gets straight A's, that they're, oh, I've got a good child that gets straight A's. I'm like, really? Because my son was with your, your child at a party last week and they were doing lines of cocaine, getting drunk, and being overly pushy um, with females. Are we talking about the same child here? Mm. Or does the straight A's override all that behavior? Right. Big deal you got straight A's. In high school, that means you can memorize stuff. Literally. Or plagiarize stuff. Mm -hmm. With chat GPT now, you can literally just like, you don't even have to know shit and get straight A's. And also, every you know, in, in today's um, educational system, the standards have been dramatically lowered. So, you know, of course the dog is, you know, there's many, many competition dogs that are horrifically behaved and mm -hmm. horrifically trained in the real world. They can do a choreographed routine and that's what it is. It is a choreographed routine. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. And I don't want to also take any skill set away from any trainer that trained them. Like training agility, that's a skill set. Training bite work, that's a skill set. Training a bite and hold is a skill set. Train a dog to do weave pulls, that's a skill set. Mm -hmm. But that's not applicable to the real world. Next. GB Bucks says, I see the play skill as a trick with most people. Applying it as obedience makes a huge difference. I've got a 16-week-old puppy holding place. Jeff and Joel's coaching helped me clean it up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we have a puppy coming in in, um, that's great. in January. I do agree, though. I think a lot of people treat obedience as like tricks right absolutely 100 percent. like when people like my dog's trained and it was sit paw spin it's like yeah, yeah. it's like great good for you yeah good for you now how do you stop leash reactivity right um obviously don't get me started on the bar drop of education yeah he's a teacher yeah he's a professor professor, he's a professor. that's professor avi to you that's right yeah oh yeah it's terrible yeah, it's terrible. And it don't is. get me started on the colleges and how they just indoctrinate kids and they make these kids think that they're so damn important. You know, it's like they're so entitled. It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting from the Ivy Leagues down. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. And this is people better start waking up. They better start waking up because uh, less than a decade left of this stuff. Next. That's it. It's eight o'clock anyway. Look at that. Really? We got through all that. the questions awesome. right on time. All right, everybody. Everybody have a fantastic uh, day, night, morning, depending on where you are in the world. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget Solid Canine Academy. Solid Canine Academy for all your dog training videos that you need. Um, and we have seminars coming up. We have some seminars coming up. Go to Jeff Gelman Seminars. What do we got? We got Chicago. We got Nashville. And we got uh so new north, jersey north carolina too new jersey i don't think north carolina is actually on there yet though you haven't finalized it no okay all right so. all right all right everybody okay take we'll care. see you on friday friday good night Bye.